Audible presents Science News, the weekly audio news magazine of science for May 4th, 2013. Here is what's making news this week. Cannibalism in colonial America comes to life. Also, allergy and asthma are less frequent in foreign-born kids in the U.S. And counting cracks in glass can tell us the speed of the projectile. This week's feature story is called Evolutionary Enigmas. Comb jellies vex biologists with a relatively sophisticated physiology that's produced by a surprisingly simple genetic blueprint. And we begin with the top news story this week. Cannibalism in colonial America comes to life. Girls' remains reflect desperation of starving Jamestown settlers. Bruce Bauer has the story. Hunger turned horrifying among colonial-era residents of Virginia's Jamestown settlement. An analysis of a partial skull from a teenage girl unearthed last summer indicates that she was cannibalized after she died, scientists reported May 1st, at the Smithsonian Institution's National Museum of Natural History. This unfortunate girl, dubbed Jane by the teen that studied her remains, gruesomely confirms several colonist written accounts of last-ditch cannibalism at Jamestown's Walled Fort during the winter of 1609 to 1610. Historians refer to those months as Jamestown's starving time, when sickness, starvation, and a siege by neighboring Powhatan Indians nearly wiped out the settlement. Jane represents the only skeletal evidence of cannibalism in the Americas during colonial times. We don't think Jane was alone in being cannibalized at Jamestown, said historian James Horn of the Colonial Williamsburg Foundation. Jane's partial skull and right shin bone were excavated in a structure cellar by a team led by William Kelso, chief archaeologist of the Jamestown Rediscovery Archaeological Project. The cellar had become a refuse pit by 1610. Aside from Jane, researchers found military equipment, pots, seashells, and the remains of horses, dogs, and other animals in the shelter. After observing that Jane's skull had probably been chopped in two, Kelso called in a group led by Smithsonian anthropologist Douglas Owsley to analyze the girl's remains. Closely spaced cuts in Jane's forehead which can be made only on a motionless body, are consistent with the young girl having been dead before the cuts were made, Housley said. After that failed attempt to open Jane's skull, her body was positioned face down. A person wielding a small axe or cleaver then split her skull in half with four forceful chops. Cuts and puncture marks on the left side of the cranium and the lower jaw resulted from someone using a knife in a sawing motion to remove the brain and tissue from the face and throat, including the tongue. The person who did this was very hesitant and had no experience at this type of activity, Owsley said. Jane's shin bone was chopped off near the knee joint in a cut similar to a traditional butchery technique, he added. The cause of Jane's death can't be determined from her remains, which represent about 10% of her complete skeleton. Jane probably reached Jamestown in August 1609 on one of six storm-damaged ships that had been part of a larger fleet 
carrying supplies and settlers from England, Horn said. Most of the desperately needed food had spoiled on board. Settlers' attempts to get food from the Powhatan led the tribe to attack and surround the Jamestown fort. As winter set in, the settlers became desperate. Horses, dogs, rats, snakes, and even boiled boots were eaten, according to written accounts. As a last resort, dead people were consumed. Only sixty of three hundred settlers survived that brutal winter, and new colonists had crossed the ocean to Jamestown by spring. Jane now returns from that tumultuous time thanks to a facial reconstruction led by Owsley. CT images helped researchers assemble a 3D model of the girl's skull. A group of sculptors and artists then collaborated with the scientist to create a likeness of Jane. Tooth development and the growth.